This is Family Time 82. We're back to relationship skills. Specifically, we're talking about communication. And that is at the heart of all of our relationships. It's a very important thing for us to discuss. There's a lot of facets, a lot of elements involved in communication, in effective communication. We're going to focus in on a couple of things. First, I want all of you thinking about the roles of nonverbal communication and tone. How does nonverbal communication impact our message? I think that in the classroom all the time, I think it when I'm coaching sports, the little things that I'm trying to pick up from my students, from my athletes, to try to tell if they're actually engaged with what I'm talking about. I had a former student come back. I like to have former students come back in general, but I've over the years done a panel of students. The last few years we've done it virtually. But in years past, I've had a panel of students come back to my classroom for my character and leadership class just to sort of talk about life in college, life in career, post-high school experiences, things they wish they had known in high school, things they would, advice they would give to themselves. And... A story has stuck with me from a former student who was in college and had a scholarship interview, was in this interview having a conversation with the person who was in charge of doling out the scholarship. They're going back and forth. He was talking about it was really just a conversation. He didn't even really feel like he was being interviewed that much. And the person stopped him in the middle of it and said, you have the scholarship because you're the only one who's come in here so far and looked me in the eye, nodded your head, been engaged with the conversation. So that was it. <laughs> this student got the scholarship because of a lot of the nonverbal communication by just being able to get in there and connect with somebody, look them in the eyes, and be present. That's such an important thing. The other thing I want us considering is tone. That I know. If you're a student, you've probably had interactions with teachers or parents or other people people of authority of some kind, even with your friends, where your tone is giving something away, or maybe you don't actually want to be doing something. Or it's that time when a friend is saying, hey, something wrong, what's going on? Because our tone reveals so much. And we can adjust our tone to help get our message across. When I'm teaching, when I'm coaching, I try to bring a level of energy and excitement 
to what I'm doing, that's largely genuine. I love what I do. I love teaching and coaching. But there are some times where I'm not as energetic. I'm not as enthusiastic as I'd like to be. And I kind of have to force that tone a little bit until it kicks in. But I understand that the energy, the tempo, how I'm delivering the message is maybe more important than the message itself. Because I can have great ideas. I can have things I think are going to going to be beneficial for other people. But if I'm not delivering that in a way that's at least palatable and at best is engaging, the message is going to get lost. There's a lot of different things we could talk about in terms of how to be an effective communicator, and we will. We'll circle back to some more things. It's a lot to do all at once. But I want us just thinking about that this week first. The impact of our nonverbal communication and our tone. How we can utilize those things. One of the reasons that I got an English degree when I was in college was I thought it will help me with whatever I decide to do. I taught full-time English for a little bit. I teach some now, but I primarily teach visual arts and character and leadership. But I thought, whatever I decide to do, if I can speak effectively, if I can communicate effectively in general, if I can write pretty well, that's going to give me a leg up. Because everything, everything we do in life involves communication. Every relationship involves communication. We hear that all the time when we talk about relationship advice. It often circles back to communication. So we want to spend some time working on being an effective communicator. And I'm certainly not a perfect communicator by any means. I'm always trying to be a little bit better. But by focusing in on some of the little things like the nonverbals and like the tone, I can try to be a little bit better. I can try to connect with more people. I can try to help more people. I can try to improve my own relationships. So we're going to do that. The other side of communication, we have the part where we're delivering the message. The other half of that is receiving the message. That's so important as well. I think of, and I've quoted him often, Mr. Fred Rogers, who talked about being a gracious receiver. That's such a wonderful gift we can give to other people. If we can graciously receive whatever it is they're giving us, Maybe it's praise, maybe it's just the message they're trying to send. The point they're trying to get across. But being present and actually listening to the other person, not doing that thing we sometimes do where we're, 
We're only listening for that person to stop talking so that we can say the next thing we have to say, that we want to say, that we want to put into the conversation. I've been guilty of that so many times where maybe, ooh, I feel like I've got a little quip that I can throw in there. I've got a story that I want to tell that might be funny or I just want to make a point. So I'm kind of waiting. I'm waiting for you to get done with your part of the interaction so I can give my part of the interaction. And I've tried to be better at that as I've gotten older and had more experiences because I do think it's a wonderful and beautiful and powerful gift to give others. Just being present with them and really listening to them and allowing myself sometimes a little quiet space after I've received the message. That's a very powerful thing to punctuate that I, I am listening, that I am engaged, that I am giving the message I'm receiving a little bit of thought, that I don't need to jump right back in with the next sentence, the next phrase, the next thing I have to say. I can, I can let it sit a little bit and be engaged. And then I can give more thoughtful responses. I can give some follow-up questions, I can dig a little deeper and be engaged. So I want all of us thinking this week, what makes a good listener? There's a lot of components to that as well, but start picking some things out. What makes a good listener? So that we can start thinking about some things and start practicing and be better listeners ourselves. Spend some time thinking about our communication this week. Have a great week. Much love. 